In the name of the glorious Trinity, Father and Son and Holy Spirit, forever. Amen. Glory be to the everlasting mercies which sent you to us, O Christ, the light of the world and the life of all. Give us wisdom by your law and enlighten our impulses by your knowledge. Sanctify our souls by your truth and grant that we may be obedient to your words and may fulfill your commandments at every hour. O you who enlightens the rational with the knowledge of your greatness, do enlighten, O my Lord, our thoughts, that we may meditate upon your holy and divine scriptures at all times, O Lord of all, Father and Son and Holy Spirit forever. Amen. of Shark Tank and noticed quite evidently the scrutiny those presenting a product or business idea experience prior to the members of the cast, that is the sharks, either commit financially or pass altogether. Now, some wise and significant questions are posed to the presenter, and rightly so. You know, the whole idea is to be certain that an investment will pay off as claimed, as projected, as described, and as expected. Now, we can say that that is a good method and process to adopt when evaluating the world and what it has to offer versus Christ and his promises. Let's put it in practice. Let me pose you a question. What is the most beneficial thing, most important thing that you have invested in and are expecting and praying and hoping and anticipating investing in a, for a great return? You're anticipating a great return, a successful investment. Is it finances? Well, let me tell you, they are too often disappointing. Let me take you back to the stock purchase frenzy. You remember that? I think it was during COVID. Rabi, buy some of these stocks because Elon Musk just sneezed and that's a good sign. Rabi, buy some of these stocks. You know, some of my beloved deacons and, um, you know, beloved brothers and sisters would uh, recommend. Yeah, you know, and I would adhere to it. I would go and buy some stocks, right? When I check what I have today, now... I'll just leave it at that. So finances can disappear just like that. Taking losses is a norm in this world, beloved, because this world is a loser. It's a losing world. Is it relationships? Allow me to politely and respectfully ask you, yes, you who are listening or watching, what number of girlfriend or boyfriend or partner are you on? <laughs> How many? And I'll... Leave it at that, as far as the relationships are concerned. Health? Let's not even go there. Back in 2010, when I arrived in California, I was adamant. I would walk two to three miles in that blistering heat during midday 
Right? I remember going to Arizona for a youth conference. It was at it was 103 or 113 degrees, and my dear sister cousin um, Rita, uh, we were driving home, and I said, "Rita, I'm going to go for a walk." She goes, "Where, Abby?" I said, "You know, in the streets. I'm going to go for a walk at 12, one o'clock in the in the afternoon." She said, "You'll be arrested, Abby. You can't walk in these heat." I was adamant. I wanted to lose weight. Uh, well, today, that's changed. You know, sometimes some of the the clergy vestments are barely fitting me. So health is also changing, right? How many healthy, trim, ripped, stacked, six-packed athletes are hit with terminal diseases, illnesses, Alzheimer's, dementia, Parkinson's, etc.? So health is not a guarantee, not a guaranteed payback. Education, academic credentials, now, I know many of our brothers and sisters who, had, who, who arrived in these Western countries with, with credentials such as PhDs and today cannot make any use of it because there is a lot of requirement. Marriages? What about divorces? Death? There's that, that, that does marriages asunder. Unfaithfulness, cheating, dishonesty, disrespect. How many husbands are living in fear of the wives and vice versa? How many husbands are unable to communicate with parents because of their wives or how many wives are unable or not permitted to communicate with their parents because of their husbands, unable to see children? That's, a, that's another one. Children, family, friends, career, faith, church. People causing schisms in the church and then calling for unity. That's hypocritical, right? You see, all of these that I mentioned, beloved, are circumstantial. They are bound, affected by circumstances. Marriages and all its unprofitable, unfaithful, heartbreaking circumstances, when you evaluate marriage... It's bound by these circumstances. That's why our brothers, many of our Christian Assyrian brothers, are fearing marriage. When you talk to them about marriage, there's this, um, how should we say, we say in Assyrian, machmasta, a heartburn reaction, <laughs> a, a, a reflux reaction when you when you mention marriages. Oh, Rabbi, don't talk about marriages. No, no, no. It's marriage today and divorce, you know, two years later. That's why fornications, that is sexual relationships outside of marriages, are so being the norm and on the increase. By the way, that does not justify it. Just because marriages are not guaranteed, lack of a better term, it doesn't justify fornication because according to 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 and 10, Beloved, stop. Just listen to me this few seconds. Stop what you're doing. I encourage you, I command you, <laughs> I encourage you to re read the first epistle of St. Paul to the Corinthians chapter 6 verses 9 to 10. It 
specifically clearly instructs fornicators, those who are engaging in sex out of marriage will not enter the kingdom of heaven unless they repent. So let's not justify it because marriage is fearful and it's not unpredict- it's unpredictable. You see, the core issue and problem will all the troublesome marriages, you'll find that the core issue is that the couple have not understood that a relationship in marriage is that of Christ and his church. Yet, it is still circumstantial. So, off the bat, that investment, which we are using marriage as an example, that investment is not going to yield profit and grow. It's not guaranteed to yield profit and grow because it is circumstantial. However, marriages according to Christ and only with Christ where both husband and wife are valuable and they both count and they are precious. They're not just the material, beloved brothers or beloved sisters more so, beloved sisters and wives. You're not just the material according to some other faiths out there where the husband can, can throw acid in your face because your food is not tasty. It happens. I've heard it on BBC and I, I remember I listened to this show called Every Woman. Some of the cases were just very heartbreaking. No, with Christ, both the husband and the wife are precious, are valuable. And when marriages are built upon Christ with Christ, they will have a great return here and in everlastingly or in eternity. When marriages are entered into and embarked on, built upon Ephesians 5, and according to the unity of the church and her Christ. Now, though there are there may be trials, now I'm not saying just because these marriages, yes, are built upon Christ and upon Ephesians 5, and you pray about it and you see God's intervention, there will still be trials and struggles and challenges and heartbreaks, but these circumstances will not destroy and separate. They will not end up in complete heartache, headache, court cases and children being used as leverages. Now, I must stress, you may have misunderstood me, I must stress that I am not whatsoever against or in any way oppose relationships, being healthy, obtaining your education at the highest level, marrying the love of your life for whom you are to willing to gather all the stars that are in the sky and lay them at her feet, having children, belonging to a family, having friends, and most definitely being active in attendance in church. No, 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 no. And in particular the church. When I mention that you invest in the church, I'm talking about people. But when you invest in the faith, the doctrine, the sacraments, the liturgy, the services of the church, who is Christ, you will have circumstances. Yeah, you will have people that will break your heart and disappoint you, but you're still with Christ, beloved. Christ will overcome. No, no, I'm not against. I'm just saying, I'm cautioning you out there to remember that outside of Christ, they all will be positively 
affected by circumstances, and we spoke about that. In all of life's requirements, engagements, commitments that you embark on, examine that they are done so in the Lord, with the Lord, and by the Lord. Build these little houses that you want to begin to build on the rock of Christ and not the sand of secularism. That way, the unforeseen and normal circumstances will not have an effective and everlasting damages or damaged results. St. Paul writes to Colossians chapter 3, verse 17, and everything that you perform in word and in works, everything that you want to embark on, do in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and give thanks by him. Wow, listen to this. Give thanks by him to God the Father. The only thanksgiving that God is pleased when we utter and ascribe is only through Jesus Christ. No one else. We cannot thank God in the name of Muhammad. God is not pleased with that. We cannot thank God in the name of Buddha. God is not pleased with that. We cannot thank God in the name of um, Krishna. God is not pleased with that according to the scriptures. So everything we do, we do in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. What does that mean? Evaluate everything, scrutinize everything through Christ's measurements. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 to 6, quoted rapidly, but only quoted, unfortunately. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not upon thine own understanding. And I'll dare to add to that, lead not upon the understanding, the measures, the outlook of the world, but more so and only the Lord's. Evaluate everything by Christ's standards, measures, projections, and outcomes, which will not have any effective, destructive circumstances that will disappoint, despair, and bring to destruction. For without him, John chapter 15, verse 5, without Jesus Christ, we can do nothing. What we plan to embark on or invest in life we need to keep in mind not only the earthly return, you know, when you, when you, when you marry, you want to have a, a great relationship, you want to have children, you want to have a big family, which is great. These are the, the earthly returns, right? We need to keep in mind not only those returns that are earthly, but more so the heavenly returns. You know, I think this sums it all up in Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 21. Jesus instructs, Do not place treasures for yourselves on the earth where moth and corruption, they're your circumstances, and we can go on, health and what have you, you know. Do not place treasures for yourselves on the earth where moths and corro corrosion disfigure and where thieves break in and steal. But place treasures for yourselves in heaven, where neither moth nor corrosion disfigure, and where thieves neither break in nor steal. For where your treasure is, there is also your heart. I know, contextual, yes, you may be saying that's contextual, speaking about wealth and non-possessiveness, right? But this, in some way or another, 
is what we've been discussing. Everything you embark on, be sure to embark on that you will receive your reward in heaven, including marriage and relationships and health. Life's provisions are circumstantial, beloved. There is one thing, one place, one person that which, at which, and through whom what we are promised, projected, and provided is not bound circumstantially, and that is the joy of eternal life in the kingdom of heaven through Jesus Christ, our Lord God. Praise and glory be to his name now and at all times and forever. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this week's message. Please don't forget to rate and review this podcast and share with your friends and family. For any future topic suggestions or to give us detailed feedback, please visit our link in the show notes, linktr.ee forward slash double-edged sword. Until next time, God bless you all.